Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. God has given us unlimited treasures in his word. Every time we open it, we can discover a new treasure or admire an old one. What will we find today? Here's Carla Early with Treasure Hunt in the Word. Do we have any history buffs out there? I love history, and especially I love to visit historical places. At some point when I'm there, I stand and look around me and think, it all started right here. Like when I visited Jamestown Settlement and then Colonial Williamsburg, I pictured my relatives who had lived there, walking those streets, living their daily lives there, starting something new and exciting. Wouldn't it be exciting to visit Jerusalem and stand in the upper room where Jesus celebrated his last Passover meal and where Jesus' 120 followers received the Holy Spirit? Our spiritual ancestors started the church in that spot. The Holy Spirit came as a mighty rushing wind and tongues of fire on each of them. Then they began preaching to the people of Jerusalem, many of whom had traveled from different lands to celebrate Pentecost. The Spirit indwelt followers of Jesus spoke in the languages of the people so they could hear the gospel in their own heart language. Three thousand gladly received this news, and the church grew. Throughout Acts, we get little reports of how they're doing. In Acts 2, they're continually listening to the apostles teach, eating together, praying together. They lived a rather communal lifestyle, sharing everything with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily, it says. After a particularly public miracle of healing the lame man by the beautiful gate of the temple. In Acts 4, Peter had the opportunity to preach again. And many of those who heard the word believed. And it says, the number of the men came to be about 5,000. So the church grows in leaps and bounds as more and more people hear and believe. At the end of chapter 4, we get another little update. The church is now called the multitude of those who believed. There's not even a number, too many to count already. But the first thing it says about them is that they were of one heart and one soul, unified. Everyone's heart and soul sought the kingdom of God and his righteousness first, not their own. In fact, even their possessions they shared so that no one lacked anything. Because of this unity, being of one mind and one heart, the Holy Spirit worked powerfully among them as the gospel spread. It says, Great grace was upon them all, God's favor. Isn't that a beautiful picture of how the church should be? Unified, caring for one another, witnessing powerfully. They didn't care about getting. They were completely different from the world. Their extraneous stuff they sold and distributed as each person had a need. One specific person is pointed out because he comes into the story later. Joseph, also called Barnabas. He's one of many given here as a character example. Barnabas, apparently a wealthy Levite from Cyprus, sold his land and gave the money to be used for the church as well. I love that his name means son of encouragement. Because of his encouraging example, others gave to the Lord too. And he did this with a heart of unity and love to further the kingdom. How are we living to further God's kingdom? 
Are we examples for others to do the same? How can you be a Barnabas, a son of encouragement, or maybe a Batipus, daughter of encouragement today? You can contact us at treasurehuntintheword at gmail.com. We'd love to hear the treasures God has given you through his word. You can listen to other episodes at our website, which you can find in the description below. Thanks for listening, and remember, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also.